Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Edgerton Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. Going good. Another week, another hustle, and our road to 100. It's getting ever so close. I would say I could taste it, but I don't know what it tastes like, but I'm glad we're on the road to it, though. We are on the road to it, man. You know, we got to start every episode off with some topics to get the people educated. Um, So this week... The big topic of the week was um, the stock market falling. Um, more specifically, the Dow Jones index fell about 900 points on a couple of days uh, during the week last week. Basically, um, you know, the stock market has been riding at an all-time high for the last couple of months. And then, you know, it fell pretty dramatically over the last couple of days. But, you know, what I want people to know is, like, don't if they do hold stocks, uh, don't freak out. Don't start selling off your whole catalog, your whole portfolio, I should say. Uh, there's there's the stock market is always going to be pretty volatile, but it usually bounces back uh, if you just give it time. You know the average uh, percent that the stock market increases over time is uh, eight to twelve percent. So. If you just follow the general principles and hold your stocks, most likely your portfolio is going to maintain an average of 8 to 12%. So, you know, don't freak out because of a couple of days, because of the last couple of days. Really just uh, stick the course, continue to smart, smartly uh, invest your money, hold your money, and uh, yeah, don't freak out, man. Exactly. Sometimes shoot, if if it goes down, it uses the time to bounce back. I'll never forget Netflix was down about seventy five dollars a stock, and I had two, you know, I had two shares, and I was a non-believer. I was the people who were saying, you know, they might not bounce back, but I'm gonna hold on to it. And now that thing done blossom up to over a hundred something for the stock, so you know, kicking myself in the rear end a little bit. But yeah, it happens. The stock market, stock market, it's it's gambling. It's legalized gambling. People, you know, you can't say it, but it is what it is. So when stuff does happen, you kind of have to roll the punches, you know, and the beauty of it is people, hopefully you invest in something that has a reason to rebound. Obviously, you know, your banks, because people are always going to be paying banks, you know, safe side of those Netflix people always want to watch stuff. So yeah, never let that discourage you. And I personally can't wait till things get bounced back because, you know, a lot of my stock is in my my, 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 my little IRAs, my little 401ks, and, you know, it always gives after a long week of work when you see them things kind of booming, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, and that's, you know, something that you're definitely not going to touch for a while, and uh, so it'll bounce back. It just, you know, it takes time. It, it, you know, the market has to regulate itself, and it, it definitely will over the course of the next few months and uh hopefully over time it'll it'll definitely get back to where it was before so um that's just my take on it there's nothing really to worry about um which leads me to my next point 
uh, Amazon is trying to basically become self-sufficient and launch its own delivery service to kind of put some pressure on the UPS, the USPS. Um, you know, they're testing out their, their first delivery service. So Amazon not only holds this whole, this, uh, manufactures the, the most products, but now it's going to try and even be more self-sufficient and deliver, you know, directly to the consumer. Uh, definitely wanted to get your take on that, man. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is trying to take over the world, but I feel him. I feel him. <laughs> I understand. It's kind of like, what was the big thing that Amazon had to expense out? The shipping. So what are they going to do? Make they own. It's kind of like how those taxi drivers felt when people said Lyft and Uber. It's kind of like, you know, just... To me, it's, 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 it's just daunting how much power they have. And it's like... It's like nothing you can do to stop it because you you mess with it. <laughs> so it's it's hard to really feel like any uh any type of way about it. But I think that's amazing. Like if he can do it, it'll be a really good stick to the FedExes and all those other companies. But it's really gonna make you know the shipping companies are really gonna have to. I just feel like there's gonna be some blowback because that's like their pride and joy. That's like you know what they do. And if you take away the Amazon packages that they deliver. I mean, how much more mail is really being sent out like that? <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I'm in full support for it because I like things that shake up the how things are done. But, yeah, if there was one company that could basically make their own shipping delivering service and put it above levels to what we already expect, it'd be Amazon. I agree, man. Yeah, they, uh, they definitely can do it. And usually if one entity controls the whole process from top to bottom, it's actually good for the customer. Things will get cheaper. So, you know, Amazon launching its own shipping process will definitely, uh, I think, in return, benefit the consumer because, you know, they don't have to rely on paying the shipping, the third-party shipping services uh, using our money. They can make prices cheaper by cutting prices since the, they'll own that part of the business. So uh, it's definitely exciting to see Amazon continuing to dominate and take over the industry, uh, leaving Google kind of shook. So it's just really cool to see how Amazon and Google are kind of battling it out to see which company is going to dominate the, the next decade and maybe the, maybe the century. Of course, man. I mean, shoot, They're two big titans. Only one can win, but really, for us consumers, we're all winners. <laughs> I agree, man. But yeah, we got to get back into it, man. We got a great guest this week. Uh, another friend of the of the show, somebody we knew from college, uh, Miss Anna Gallagher. She's a psychology professor and also founder of Hustle from the Heart, where she kind of gives her followers um motivation tips to kind of really zoom in and focus on their grinds so it's just really exciting to kind of catch up with somebody we knew in the past and uh see where they're going now yeah man uh, a fellow ak side brother always good to have them come on to the show and enlighten us because they're all ways doing amazing things and anna is no different she really came on here and blew it up i mean it's crazy to know that you have someone who had a corporate job, was working that 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 hard-earned American dream lifestyle, realized she's going too hard, took a step back, 
and just refocused on herself what matters to her the most and you know one thing about her she's very big on family you know she has a young daughter so she not only was able to kind of bounce by time to be a mom but also pursue her dreams and adventure so well which i know a lot of people a lot of people have trouble with because it's just so hard to be like a parent but also want to fulfill your own goals and sometimes people get lost in the role of being a parent and anna was able to navigate through all that and realize who she wants to be and how she's going to do it so very inspirational very dope i mean it's it's just it's just so great to have someone like her on because you really feel that passion you really feel that motivation and her story really gets you thinking about okay what can i do to really incorporate my dreams and my desires into something that's tangible and attainable for me yeah definitely man and um yeah, you hit it on that point where she kind of explains in the interview, but she, you know, takes a little sabbatical time off because she's working a little bit too hard. And that's not something I, I really run into too much, man. I mean, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people get burned out at work, but um, to, 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 be, to be at the point where you needed to take time off for yourself, I feel like a lot of people may be in that situation and don't realize it. And, uh, they they may need that in their life. So maybe if they listen if someone if someone's in that same position as Anna, they listen to this interview, hopefully they can get some motivation to be like, hey, you know what? Let me take this step back. Let me think about some things clearly and realize that maybe the line of work that they're in is it for them. Yeah, and you know, the, the, the key thing with her, it was doctor mandated, because I think a lot of people, they push through stuff, because they're like, oh, you know, I'm not supposed to be having fun at work. I'm, not, I'm just supposed to do it and get the check. She was told by a doctor, like, yo, you got to stop. And I think if more people had that, that, you know, if people took that check and realized it was actually affecting their health, they would be like, okay, let me really step back. So it's just interesting. I think it's very dope that um, she was able to really step back and reevaluate her life because there's a lot of people who don't want to give up the check, don't want to give up that money. And, you know, to be able to let her, to be able to say that that's not my end goal, that's not my be all. I want to do what I want to do and feel passionate. It's, it's amazing. But anyways, we can get you about Anna all day because, you know, we just love her here Educate Hustle. So we're just going to go ahead and get on to the interview, of course, right after a short commercial break. All right. And today, today's guest, we have Miss Anna Gallagher. She's a psychology professor and the founder of Hustle from the Heart. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Paul. I'm so glad to be here with you all. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate your time. And uh, we definitely want to jump into the interview and kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do as a psychology professor and then how you started your Hustle from the Heart project. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm i going to start off with Hustle from the Heart project first and then tie it into psychology. There's a reason behind that. Um, when I first started Hustle from the Heart, I was just not really happy with the work I was doing right after college. I had a complete different mindset or view of what it would be like, of what success really meant to me after I went through uh, long hours of school. And then I really just started thinking hard and talking to other friends and realizing uh, we all have different views of what success is. And living and breathing in the corporate cubicles uh, for my last job really made me think that I wasn't happy and wanted to uh, implement some research and strategies and how to really, like the website says, hustle from the heart, essentially, uh, and just live a balanced and freeing lifestyle, regardless of what that might look like for you. So that's where the website uh, and blog came from. 
And then today, uh, I am now a psychology professor, like Paul mentioned, um, and I love it. It's honestly the best job I've ever had thus far, and I feel like uh, it's really synced in with my personality, my strengths, and I wouldn't have been able to do that or find out how to do that if I did not take a break or did not take the time to really find my voice or find what my strengths were. And that's amazing to hear. Like, it's cool that you were able to kind of see that you needed that change and, and, and change your life for the better. I want to really ask, though, too, like, you took a lot of risks just kind of, like, starting Hustle from the Heart. Could you tell us, like, what were the initial challenges and how did you power through them? Yes. The initial challenges, honestly, was myself at first, not thinking I was qualified enough to just start and creating a website. I had no idea about web design, about search engine optimization and all that fun stuff that really goes into seeing other people's websites and being like, wow, what is this? What is that? I had none of that. I had no idea how to do that. Um, so to really set back and see my ideas come alive on paper and just doing a little bit of trial and error here and there, um, seeing it all come together was really the highlight for me. Uh, and realizing once I started to see what it looked like online, I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh, let's go through with this. And I, I ran it across a couple of friends before going live, uh, and I got some really good feedback. And that was reassuring to myself. And ever since then, I was putting more energy into it. And um, here we are today to where I five blog posts in. I'm still very new, still learning, but it's a breath of fresh air to really just sit back and see once what were ideas starting to come alive. Okay. And that, that's really great. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely wanted to go over, you know, the, more of the process and how you got to where you got to right now. You know, it's, it's, a, I read about, you know, the, some of your information on your website and you had stated that you took like a year long sabbatical to help kind of figure things out. Um, so could you kind of explain to the audience, you know, what was your thought process during that time and how you were able to jump back into your career after that year? Yeah, for sure. Um, the year long sabbatical, honestly, the first four months of it, uh, it was doctor mandated that I slow down, that I take a break, uh, that I stop from doing all everything I was doing and I really had a workaholic tendency that I wasn't aware of uh, right after college and I wanted to jump in full board um, I tried to start climbing the corporate ladder and just after getting promoted and going to school I was going to grad school at the same time uh, it really just made me have burnout to the extreme and I wasn't aware of it at first I was putting it to the side and not really paying attention to what my body was telling me, that my body was tired. Um, and eventually, after four months, of, I actually was hospitalized uh, from pure exhaustion to the point of pure exhaustion. And after four months of the doctor telling me I could take baby steps back into going back to work, going back to school, um, I really just tuned in 
and started listening to myself. Uh, if I worked on the computer for more than two hours, if I started to feel headaches, um, or if I started to feel overwhelmed with too many tabs open, uh, just to really take a break, go for a walk, have a drink of water, uh, and learn how to balance out all the things I was doing. And then I started to implement uh, more healthcare, more things that listen to my body, such as maybe going to get a massage. Uh, and over time, after continuously listening to myself, uh, I just really had this aha moment where I was like, I don't think I want to work in corporate America. Uh, the things that I went to school for and essentially wanted to do beforehand, my vision of that had now changed. And uh, it led me to where I'm at today to realize that I am able to have a flexible work schedule and that that's what works for me. It might not be someone else's version of success, um, but if I can come home and I'm smiling, I'm happy, uh, and I can go out and I feel free essentially, but I'm still productive, uh, that's essentially where it led me to. And that's solid right there. I, I think the cool thing about it is you, you emphasize balance on how you needed that. I mean, Dr. Mandate, the, the, the slow down, that entails that you were really going like over 100 miles per hour. Now, the cool thing about you is like you're able to launch Hustle from the Heart and go through all this change while being, you know, a parent. And a lot of people with kids, you know, especially women, they kind of feel like it's so overwhelming. So what advice would you give those with children on balancing not only being a parent, but also trying to be an entrepreneur? Uh, really learning just how to compartmentalize when you, and I, I call it batch working. So when you are focusing on something or working on one project, close all the other tabs open that you have on the computer or that you might have on your desk and only focus on that one task. So if I'm working on my website, everything else is kind of shut off. I I obviously I can't shut off my daughter, um, but I make sure I have plans so she's being watched and I'm able to turn off my emails uh, for my students messaging me and knowing that I can co go back to those later. It's not a priority at the moment. Um, being able and maybe if I'm working on blog posts and ideas come to me from to post for months away from now. I realize that I'll come back to that later and only focus on the one task at hand uh, that I'm doing. So being able to compartmentalize my work has helped tremendously. Uh, and also just having an open line of communication to everything I'm working with and everyone I'm working with as a parent, uh, really that they know that I am a parent. I always express that I have a daughter to everybody I, I collaborate with. So if I ever need to step out or uh, their views on what success is isn't the same, uh, then we can kind of hash that out or see where's that going before it leads to a downfall. Yeah, that's that's definitely very important. And, um, you know, I definitely agree with that. Um but, you know, we, we, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the, the blog that you started. Um, and you, we were talking about, you know, some of the first posts that you're planning for your website. And could you kind of give the audience a little bit of what you're planning for the future? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the main objective of what I focus the first five blog posts are on 
um, have to do with work-life balance, being able to pinpoint strategically what your strengths are and how to implement your life, your world outside of work, uh, inside work too, if that makes sense. So you're bringing some of the same things that relate to you when you're just being yourself with your friends, uh, you're able to bring that inside the work field too, and not feel like you have to be two different people or that you're living some type of double life, some type of uh, professional life and then a personal life. So it's really merging the gap uh, between the professional and personal personas uh, to make it more aligned. So you feel like your true authentic self. Uh, the first blog post I did was learning how not to conform uh, to your employees, your uh, peers, the second you get a job. So this one's really tailored to uh, new hires when they just start working and they're starting to look around to see maybe what their counterparts are doing. It's really allowing you just to go with your gut, go with your instinct. You got the job. Um, so don't let that throw you off. And for the month of February also, uh, I'm doing a guide. It's called Fresh Start February. Uh, and it really tailors five specific elements that I feel um, really help with pushing you past your limits and your limiting, limiting beliefs that we all have. We all have uh, going through the human experience. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a really big one that I'm highlighting this month. If you haven't downloaded it already, uh, I highly suggest doing that because that's going to have the next five blog posts I do uh, outlined in a nutshell. Exactly. That's dope. And, and you know, trying to kind of like an alley from that question, you know, people are able to sign to be a hustle heart insider. Could you tell us what does that entail? Like, how can they do it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, to become a heart hustler insider, uh, they need to go to hustlefromtheheart.com. A pop-up will either automatically come up or you can scroll down to the very bottom. And it only asks for your first and last name and your email address. The second you do that, you are going to be subscribed in order to receive uh, resources, free tools, uh, updates on new blog posts that I'm going to be doing, and even community events that I might be collaborating with. Uh, they'll receive all that information when they subscribe. Awesome. Definitely, definitely subscribe to that, people. Uh, it's going to be good for your for your brand and for your future. Um, so, you, you know, you talked about some of the, uh, you know, the tools that you use to create the website. And also you also do a, a monthly newsletter. Uh, I just kind of want to, you know, get the people that are thinking about starting their own website or their own weekly newsletter. What are some of the tools that's really helped you, you know, grow your uh, grow your website and start your website and start your newsletter? Yeah. So essentially when I was taking a year long break and realized I was going to, at the time I was pregnant, 
um, going to have a daughter, sometimes it's scary because you feel like you're not going to have a social life anymore. You're not going to be able to talk to your friends as much. Uh, so essentially that's where the newsletter started is because I wanted to still be in touch with my friends, uh, in a way that wasn't just social media oriented. Social media is great. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love my social media, but I also knew that, uh, I wanted a different platform to talk to people, to interact with my friends uh, and network of people that I've met throughout the years. And that's where the newsletter was created. And essentially, I send it out once a month. Um, I started out small, not really knowing how to use graphics as much. And over time, uh, I've learned really how to use a plethora of different free services even Um that allow you to create really cool graphics, uh, essentially, that I've gotten a lot of good feedback. Uh, some of those resources, uh, I highly suggest using what's called a MailChimp is the first one. MailChimp, uh, it lets you send out uh, emails in a newsletter template type format. It's super easy to use. Um, and really, over the months, when I was getting feedback from uh, my friends, uh, essentially, I just kept getting positive reinforcement and good feedback. And they really pushed me to do the blog. They would mention uh, that this needs to go public. This needs to not just be your friends, your main phone contact list. This needs to go public. So having that support system, that they're seeing what you're doing every month through the newsletter really encouraged me to create hustle from the heart. And that lifeline is incredible. I mean, I think it's great that you have people who are supporting you and, and really push you to do things and get out your comfort zone. I think, you know, if we have more people like that, I think everyone would be entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, I also kind of want to ask about your, your, your second life. You're also currently a professor of psychology. Now, I know it's interesting because we grow up, you know, listening to teachers and being taught. And now you're like on the other side of things. So could you tell us like what has being a professor like taught you lesson wise? And what do you plan to take from that and incorporate into Hustle from the Heart? Yes, for sure. Um, My roadmap through being a psychology professor has had so many highlights so far. Uh, I've taught almost for a year now. When I was being interviewed last year on uh, what was, I was asked by my department chair, what is your teaching philosophy? And honestly, when she said that I had everything mapped out of what I wanted to say, uh, everything strategic when it came to numbers and goals and course objectives. And the only thing I could think of was when I was in class, I knew the only way I learned was really when the teacher, um, was more relaxed and just gave gave it like it was, gave real life scenarios, how it was, how I can incorporate things in my real life, what really mattered. And I told her, I said, honestly, as long as I can make a student laugh at the end of the day, that I know I did my job. I know they got uh, some material across. So they're not just trying to study a textbook or vocabulary that they'll probably not really understand the concepts at first. So as long as I can make a student laugh, honestly, that's my goal. And we've had tons of laughs so far. Um, 
It's a little different being uh, a 27-year-old professor. Honestly, I just turned 27. I just finished graduate school as well, so finishing school and then jumping into teaching right after um, has been a little a little funny for me. The first day of classes, I remember uh, students honestly just looking around and thinking I blended in as if I was a student and I almost acted like I was a student. I was saying, hey, what's up? How are you? Uh, really just to let them know that they can be comfortable with me and we've had a long haul. We've had ups and downs. Um, I had a student once during a group presentation that all of a sudden was presenting and literally just panicked. She told the whole class she couldn't do this and ran out crying uh, and being able to pretty much run out after her, uh, having her pause, take a deep breath and walked her through, having seeing her come back to class and all of her teammates really just started clapping for her and rooting for her, seeing that type of atmosphere atmosphere to where a student has that backing from her classmates has been like phenomenal and really rewarding for me. Yeah, sometimes uh, those interactions are kind of like the most important because like you said, you know, not everybody's going to remember the vocab or the paper they wrote, but to have a teacher that is able to inspire confidence uh, in somebody who has a fear of public speaking, you know, is, is something that I think that will inspire them for a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I just I definitely wanted to get a little bit more into you know your teaching, um, and kind of you know what led you because you know you said you 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 worked in a corporate environment, uh, mm -hmm. and you stumbled your way onto becoming a professor. But uh, is there somebody that inspired you to become a professor, or what kind of led you to take the that route? My previous jobs in corporate. Uh, have always been student oriented. So I've always uh, dealt with students and have been very inspired um, with working with students, working with corporate with working with students though, as a whole nother ballpark because they might have the same mission essentially, but the work entailed with it when it came to sales goals and numbers um, was completely different compared to uh, public education and being a professor to see uh, my peers and everybody just being so engaged in the student outcome. When you said, uh, did I have one specific person that inspired me to teach? When I was essentially in community college, I started off uh, at the same college. So I started off at Palm Beach State College uh, and I I had so many professors that really inspired me to uh, study, but I never really saw myself as a professor when I was going to school. And I remember many people have asked me, you know, what, where do you see yourself in five years or what um, job would you see yourself doing after college? And if you would have asked me, uh, I never would have said college professor. I kind of just worked its way that way, I guess you would say, to where working with students has really inspired me. Um, and I love seeing uh, students connect the dots and being able to 
feel engaged in a classroom and feel support. So I think that led uh, itself, if you would, to being a college professor. But I never essentially saw myself doing this kind of work, essentially. And that's, isn't that crazy? Like, I feel like you go through college, you have your major and everything, and then a lot of people just end up, like, doing something completely different. And it's just crazy because, like, you know, that we really don't get that uh, that chance to kind of harbor and figure out what we really want until the pressure of college and exams and all that's all over with. So it's, it's great that you caught yourself in the field that you wouldn't imagine yourself doing, but you're having so much fun and you really feel like you're making a difference. Yeah, for sure. And even now, if people were to ask me, well, okay, you're a blogger, you're a college professor, you're a mother, um, where do you see this going? Where would you see yourself going in five years. I never, I'm not one that outlines like a whole five-year plan. That has never appealed to me. I kind of just ride the wave, if you would. And if I like the way things are going, then I'll seek out a mentor or ask more questions or um, try to do the next level uh, and see where it kind of leads me. And I let my body, I let my mind kind of tell me whether or not this is the right decision or uh, if I should be doing something else. If all of a sudden, uh, you know, I come home and I'm just like, this, this work is not pleasing to me. I don't feel fulfilled at the end of the day. Then I switch it up. I don't, I don't think there ever needs to have the thought of having a limited uh, things of what you can do with one degree. That's crazy. And I was going to ask where you see Hustle from the Heart five years from now, but you kind of already gave a spoiler alert with that answer. So I'll, I'll, add, I'll add my question to this. What are you going to ensure that you always be yourself? Uh, again, just really listening to myself. So if I'm talking and all of a sudden I might uh, say one thing and then I'm thinking something completely different. I get in check with that. I make sure that if what I'm saying is true and I completely believe it, I don't have to hesitate. Uh, I don't have to ask someone else, you know, to double check my work or to double guess my decision. If I feel okay with it, then I'm going to go full throttle with it. But if I hesitate with it, there's reasons behind that. And I, I'm not talking uh, the when you're nervous before trying something new. I'm talking uh, completely emerging yourself into something mm, that's going to be a little life-changing and it might be scary at first, but at the end of the day, your body, like essentially hustle from the heart, your heart and soul is in it. You're going to know whether or not it's for you or not. So if I'm happy, essentially, at the end of the day, uh, that's all that matters. And I'm going to know what that looks like and what that feels like and know that it's it's going to look different for everybody. Powerful words, powerful words. But I like it. I like it. Well, unfortunately, Anna, we've reached the end of the Educate Hustle experience. We're going to leave you with the famous Educate Hustle two-piece, the last two questions. The first one is always easy. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you? Yes, for sure. Um, so I am on Instagram, essentially. Uh, you can go to Instagram. My name is Anna K. Gallagher. And then you can also find me on www.hustlefromtheheart.com. Nice. So they got options. They got options. That's the best part about it. 
Okay, the last question, no pressure, just, you know, the last thing our people or our audience are going to hear from me today is, what are some parting words of wisdom that you can leave with us? Yes, when you think of leadership, uh, just know that it doesn't always mean that you have to put yourself after others. Uh, leadership also means that you are taking care of yourself, you are being true to yourself, and you are listening to yourself. So you can still be a leader um, and take full care of yourself. And that is a great way to end the episode. Anna, we appreciate you so much for coming on to the show today. We really thank you. You've been amazing. I really do feel like our audience gained some passionate just outlooks on life. I think you have a great story, and I really hope our audience takes just even some of what the gems you drop and really utilize it to make their life better. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emilio and Paul. I really appreciate you inviting me on the show. And then you have it, folks. That was Miss Anna Gallagher giving you that knowledge to become a psych professor and start your own online business. Emilio, what you think, man? As always, it's dope having another fellow AK Psy alumni in the building. Had to build off Andrea coming through and get Anna. But no, she did amazing. I think it's cool. I mean, she has a story that's like none other, really. I mean, you have a woman that went through college scrapped those this corporate life that you know you were built up to be in went to do a professor for psychology and now she has her own business i mean it's very tools very inspirational to do it with a kid i mean there's a lot of people who have you know all these excuses on why they can't do anything and anna said that's not going to be me and she's now trying to give back pay it forward by having this hustle from the heart community so she can inspire you to be the best version of yourself so honestly i'm glad she came on the show she did the damn thing and i'm I'm still bowing from all the knowledge that she bestowed on us <laughs> i agree man it's it's crazy that uh you know the people that we bring on that we actually know in real life uh that we knew previously to them coming on you, you never know exactly what's going on in the background so to you know hear that she struggled with uh working too hard and had to kind of get a doctor to reel her in and make sure she took that time off um it's just great to see that she's bounced back she's doing her own thing she's in a job that makes her happy and she's impacting people man that, that's really all you can ask for exactly you can't ask for no more unless you're a fan of Educate Hustle, in which you're asking for your favorite part of the Educate Hustle experience, how you, yes, you, can reach us. Educate Hustle can reach through a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There we post snaps, little behind-the-scenes videos, and inspirational things to keep you motivated and pumped throughout the whole week. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There we post little photo little highlight little clips of episodes that came out that week and things you can expect and if you're really lucky and your ass with sugar on top paul might curate some personal inspiring content for you you can also follow us on facebook it's very easy to do just go to facebook and type in educate us two words educate us you know you reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love now let me get out of that initial hype to go into some more initial hype. If you have not done so already, please, please, please rate and review the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. It's so easy to do. Just go into that little app, purple, purple mic thing if you're on iPhone, and type in Educate Hustle, two words. You'll see the show logo. Click it. You scroll down a little bit. It'll say write a review. You put that five star, five star, five star, five star, five star 
I think that's five. I'm not sure. Anyways, put that star in there and then write a little review title. Then, of course, write a review summary. It could be something short and sweet as it's lit. to something long, deep, and meaningful and thoughtful as it's still lit. Either way, if you have not done so already, please rate and review the show. When you do that, our awareness goes up, which means guests go up, which means your shows go up, which means your overall enjoyment goes up. So please, please, please rate and review. Now to get out of all of that hype to get into even more hype. If you have not done so already, please follow us on Twitter at educator underscore hustle. Once again, that is educator underscore hustle. We do tweets, daily interactions. That's probably one of the best and quickest ways to reach me and Paul because it goes right to our phone and then last but never least if you really feel like we changed your life we gave you a moment to think about you caught the holy ghost you want to be on the show you want to be to collaborate with us please do not hesitate to email us at educate us a podcast at gmail.com once again that is educate us a podcast at gmail.com all right man you know you gotta lead us out man give people that holy ghost spirit and lead us out Anyway, sorry, what I was going to say is people, 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 as always, just take time to find yourself, be the balance that you need. It's easy to get overworked. It's easy to get push yourself too much. It's easy to really get down in your own thoughts. Take a deep breath. Take a step back. Be like your favorite NBA player and take the shot from there. You just have to take your own time and do things on your own schedule. Do not be overwhelmed. Do not be you know, think that you have to do Bill Roman today was a built on one. So please, please, please reach out to your friends, your family, your community, your peers who not only encourage you to be more, but also to grow and strive for more. You could do it. Anyone could do it. You have the educate us family here to help you in case you need help. So please, 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 as I say, just be the best version of yourself. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.